y'all, and welcome to Candidly Single Mom. I am your host, Janine, and I'm so excited to continue the conversation of speaking and interviewing those that have been raised in a single-parent household, and I have a special guest on. Oh my goodness, this is a person that I had to twist their arm to come on and share, and so I'm not going to hold it on any longer. It is actually my son, Isaiah Walker, or William Walker, or Will, what are we going to call you? Isaiah. We're calling you Isaiah? Okay, so this is my 15-year-old son, and um, of course... I wanted to get his perspective. This was something that I thought would be a great idea, especially since we had the two other guests come on, and they're both um, men who grew up in a single mother household, and they talked about their experience um, about being in a single parent household with their mom and the lack of their father being in the house and really how that shaped them to be and the things that they do today and even just how they think and how they present themselves. So I wanted to give or get firsthand experience with my son, and he is 15. Um, when I got divorced or went through a divorce, rather, I think, Isaiah, you were, how old were you? You were in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah you were in kindergarten. So do you remember any of that? Share with me what you remember. No, I just, I, I don't remember any of it. I just remember y'all two in the house, in that one house. What house? What what was that? Uh, it was like I don't know. It was like the first house on uh, the one in Greenville. Yeah. So in Greenville, um, South Carolina, we moved there. What was that? Two thousand and nine. And really, you know, and I'm going to share my story a little bit later um, in a couple of episodes that will be coming up. But um, I really was moving from Columbia, South Carolina to Greenville as a fresh start for work. And it was my idea to just go with my two kids. And I knew that my marriage wasn't going to work. But, y'all, I got scared um, being in a place where I didn't have any family, even though family was an hour away. And because um, my husband at that time wanted to reconcile, we decided to reconcile because I felt like I could not parent on my own. So we, all four of us, lived in Greenville, South Carolina, and we were in the townhome, the two-bedroom townhome, right? And so you remember what? Um, I remember just being there. And, you know, Daddy was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he was just there. I remember... Uh, like, he was helping me on my homework and stuff. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah, that was it. And that was kindergarten, right? I think that was. Kindergarten? No, I think it was, yeah, it was kindergarten. Kindergarten, first grade. So, do you remember when he left? Um, no. I actually don't remember And so, talk to me, because, I mean, really, he, you know, we decided we weren't going to be married anymore. And he did move back to Columbia, so that left the three of us in Greenville. When did you notice, or can you remember a time that you noticed that he was no longer there? When did that kind of spark a thought in your mind, like, gosh, my dad's no longer here? Um, I don't know. It was like, I think I, think I remember y'all, I don't know, but I think I remember y'all arguing, and then I think he left. <laughs> Well, you know. I think he left, and then um, he was just wasn't there for a couple of days, and I just realized, and it was just uh, us three. Yeah. 
Do you remember how that made you feel? Um, I don't know. Just, I don't know. Maybe feel, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I'm not explaining it, but... The best way you can. This is you telling your part of the story as far as what you experienced. Uh, it made me feel like, like you know, that guy, he just wasn't there. Like, and I could have do like, like I wanted to do, I felt like I could have did more things with him if he was there. Yeah. Like just all of us, all of us there. All of us together, yeah. So you you noticed, but you I don't think you asked. And um, one of the things that I did, I remember you and your sister, we actually went to the library. And so I'm, by nature, y'all, I'm a teacher. And so I felt like I had to go a teacher route to kind of explain to the kids what was going on because they were young. You were in um, elementary, first grade, kindergarten, around the age. Of course, Ayana was like three you know, so she didn't really realize what was going on. But I, we went to the library together, Isaiah. I don't know if you remember. And um, I got a book. Do you remember me reading the book about now you've got two ho- homes? You know, your daddy no longer is here. And now you've got a home that you can go spend with your dad. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I yeah, I did that. It was like this educational thing. Let me just go and read this book to y'all and to as best as I can kind of talk about what was going on, you know, the fact that he wasn't there. But um, one of the things that I noticed with you with school was that, you know, you weren't doing so well even at those ages, right? When you went to in kindergarten and especially in first grade, your teachers were saying that you weren't doing so well. And you remember when we had to get you a tutor? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, um, you know, as I think back on it, I think it's because you realized, like you said, at that time, your dad wasn't there and you probably didn't know how to ask me any questions. You probably didn't know how to feel. And I think that it affected you in your schoolwork. Do you would you agree to that? Uh, yeah. 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 Y'all, he's the he's the silent but strong type. So I'm going to be asking a lot of questions to see if I can get him to talk. Um, but the one thing and I don't know if you remembered um that the elementary school did, which I thought was so amazing. They had the little ice cream parties with you. You remember that? Where they called you out of the classroom and you went to the counselor's office and y'all ate ice cream and you talked and y'all had conversations. You don't remember that? Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. So they would pull him out of the class, and these were kids that were separated um, from families whose parents were separated. You remember yeah, that? Now, Go ahead. Now I remember. Talk about uh, it. Yeah, it was uh, it was like a little group of us, mm-hmm. and we used to go to the uh, counselor, and we used to do like like little activities. And she used to have a dog, and we used to pet the dog. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, she used to have a dog, and um, yeah, it was it was fun, and we redid a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then you actually had a mentor at the school too. Talk yeah, about that. I had I had a mentor. I, I forgot his name. It started I think it started with a T. Mm-hmm. And well, he was he was the best mentor I uh, had because he was he was there. Like he used to uh, uh, come there when I uh, had lunch. Mm-hmm. And um, like he used to give me stuff. Like he used to give me like toys and stuff. Like right. Cars. You got Christmas gifts. Yeah. It was. Yeah. He was nice. And then he took me. Um, remember uh, one time. He took me to his job, and 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we all, it was like, it was a lot of us. We all went to his job and stuff and see what they did. Right. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that was so good. You know, so shout out to Whitland Elementary School in Greenville, South Carolina, because they really saw um, a need for those children, whether or not they had any type of stereotypical thoughts or, you know, thinking that my son was going to fail um, because he came from a single parent household. But what they did do was they had counselors that actually pulled these kids out and had conversations with them as well as a mentorship program where the men would come in and they would mentor um, a young boy who um, whose father wasn't present. So that was something that I definitely loved that they had. And quite honestly, when we decided to move to Atlanta, I was looking for, which unfortunately we didn't find. Um, and, you know, I think, Isaiah, when we moved here to Atlanta, that was probably the hardest transition for you. What do you think? Um, when we moved here to Atlanta, um, I didn't I didn't want to go to a, a new school. I mm-hmm. wanted to to stay uh, back at home because I like I had friends and stuff. Right. And I'm not like I don't really want to make like new friends and stuff like that. Right. So like I remember like when I first uh, got here, like I didn't want to go to school and I was like screaming and stuff, you know. Like, yeah. And I didn't want to go to school, so I went to school, and, um, I mean, it was nice, and I met new friends and stuff like that. It was a hard transition? Yeah, it was. It was hard. Yeah. So let's talk more about the fact that your dad wasn't in the house, you know, and you growing up. You're now 15 years old. Um, Do you think that 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 has affected you in a negative way? Um... And that's a big question for you to consider, you know, at 15. But just think about, um, you know, as you're growing up, when we lived in Greenville, even living here, and just not having him every day, how how does that make you feel? Uh, I don't know. It just makes me feel, makes me feel, um, I don't know, kind of, kind of, kind of sad because you know he wasn't like he's not here mm-hmm. here uh here exactly with us to do the fun stuff that we do yeah and um you know it's not like the four of us like like how it used to be mm-hmm. like I, I wish he was here yeah stuff like that and you know when he's like down there it just just makes me worry because like, i don't know what happens down there when he's in Colombia yeah. by himself. But I think, do you think it's a good thing that you go and spend the summer with him? Do you enjoy that? I mean, you guys have been doing that since you were in elementary school. I really, and the reason why I decided to do that is to let them stay in Colombia for the full summer with their dad really is because my parents live like five minutes away. And so I knew that he, you know, at least between the two of us, if somebody was going to have a strong um, support system as far as family that he was, you know, with my parents. So I didn't feel as if my kids were in danger. Um, you know, he knew what he was doing as a as a father and as a parent, but then I knew that there was going to be a backup if he ever needed help, that my parents were there and I've got, you know, a whole host of cousins 
you know, he had a stronger support system down there than I ever had, you know, when we were living here um, in Greenville and in Atlanta. But, you know, as as you go, you know, between the houses, like your school year, you're with me. And then in the summer, you're with your dad. Um, do you enjoy the transition or do you would you prefer, you know, him being like we all just kind of live in one place? Um, I think I kind of enjoy the transition mm-hmm. because, you know, I want to, you know, give you uh, your time mm-hmm. like during the summer and like without us. And, you know, because since he's like the only one down there, like we can come down there and like, you know, just uh, just me, my sister, and my dad just having fun and do activities down there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I, I prefer it better. You like it that way? Yeah. But do you feel like you miss something here? Um, you know, are your friends, do most of your friends have both parents in the house? Do you feel like you're missing that when you're around your friends? Do you compare yourself? Um, yeah, sometimes I think I think about, like, like my my friends, they have two parents, mm-hmm. and it's just uh, just the three of us in the house. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's I try I try not to think about it too much, right? Because you know, it's just um, it's just us. Does that make you feel sad? Yeah. Sometimes it does. Yeah, sometimes. Do you feel overwhelmed being in the house with two women? <laughs> like, are we too much for you? I, yeah, I would. You can be honest. I would, I would say yes. But, you know, it's just, it's just us. Yeah, I think that's the reason why even here, like, I'm okay. And I don't know if I'm lenient when it comes to your friend group and you spending time with them. But I feel like I'm more okay with you hanging out with your friends, going out, playing basketball. And then I've tried to put you in sports. So, um, <clears throat> so like the flag football, you remember that? Yeah. Did you enjoy doing that? Yeah, I, I, I actually did enjoy doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you say that when you were in flag football, that was a good outlet for you? Yeah. Because you, why? You were around other guys yeah, and. Yeah, I was around other people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I made coach and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you feel like you miss out on anything that would help you, like, become a man? And there's this whole thing about me as a mother, I can't teach you or raise you to be a man. Have you ever heard of that before, Isaiah? Yeah. Do you believe that? Like, I can't teach you how to be a man because I'm a female? Um, yeah. Why? Why do you believe that? Because, you know, there's, like, there's other stuff, like, it's not like, I don't know, it's, there's other stuff that, um, that you need to do to become a man, you know? Like what? I don't know. I... Okay. I mean, there's no pressure. This is, this, I think, is a good conversation for us to have because I don't think that we've ever really sat and talked about this. And, you know, considering um, my other friends that talked about their experiences, that they felt like there is a void, you know, in their life, even though, one, 
their father was never around and the other, the father was, but he still felt like there was a void because he wasn't present every day. Do you feel like that's a void for you? Like not having your dad here every day? Yeah. Yeah, um, not having here, not having him here every day because, uh, you know, sometimes he doesn't know what's going on mm-hmm. down here. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, you know, he doesn't know, like, what's actually going on down here because he's, you know, so, uh, so far away. Yeah. And there's certain things that you probably feel more comfortable talking to him about. Yeah. Than talking to me. Yeah. Really? I thought we were close. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. So I think that's probably the reason why I I push for you to spend the summer with him, because I know that's important. And, you know, even having conversations with your dad to be able to have those days where it's just the two of you, you know, and Ayana can stay at um, your grandma's house. So it's just the two of y'all and y'all can hang out and you can have those conversations where you feel like you're missing anything um, because you're here with me all the time. Do you think that I baby you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do you think that? I don't think I do that. Yeah, you, you do. Really? Yeah. It's only when, like, when, like, I, like, I can't go certain places and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I can't, you know, because my other friends are doing it. Right. I'm I'm a little overprotective. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, because you're my firstborn, one, and you're my only son, two, so I feel like I have to protect you, but um, I'm trying. I know that you're 15, and I know that I need to let you kind of hang out. So, like the other day, what did we do? We went to the fair. And I was okay with you going to the fair and, and me not going, but I decided to take your sister. And I was okay with y'all just hanging, yeah. you know, with your friend group, even though we were, like, standing behind y'all in line at one time. And we were, I was trying not to cramp your style because, you know, I want you to hang and have fun with your friends. Do you feel like we were overstepping? No, I think he, I don't know. Because, you know, you know. Yeah, you but know. that's your little sister. Yeah. She, she, we're close. Like, with the three of us are really close. Like, we do a lot together. Yeah. And so I think you trying to become this teenager and next year you'll be driving, that's going to be something that you want to do, like, more things on your own because you're starting to become, grow into a young man. You are a young man. And so Ayana, she's still trying to find her way. And you're still trying to find your way as well, but... I understand that you probably just want to do your thing and hang out with your friends, and we get it. I get it, at least. So I try not to um, cramp your style. But one of the things that I noticed, Isaiah, with the three of us in the house, and you're the only male in the house, is that sometimes you really try to take on a role of a father figure over Ayana. Do you notice that? Yeah. Why do you do that? Because, you know, she needs to... Um she needs to, like, listen to you more. I agree. Because, you know, it's, uh, I just don't want to, you know, I just hate, like, when she tries to, like, I don't know, try to overtake you or something, something like that. Disrespect, right. Yeah, I just I just want her to respect you because you're, uh, you're the only parent in the house. So, you know, we can't, and our dad's not here, so 
Right. I'm just I'm just trying to make prayer in the place, you know. Which you know, I've told you that you don't have to be her dad, you know, because you're not. Yeah. But I understand that that's something that has naturally come to you where you try to step in and and try to assert yourself in like this fatherly role um, that we're still trying to work through, you know, and your sister is, y'all, we're going to have her on. She's going to come on as a special guest. Um, And I just love her. She is a leader of leaders. Let's just say that. But I hear that when y'all are over at your dad's house, that both of y'all really listen to him a little bit better than me. Is that true? Yeah. Um, actually, well, you know, but, you know, when we're down there, it's just, it's me and Yana, and, like, we, we are, like, like friends, like, best friends down there. Mm-hmm. So, you and her act yeah. like best friends? Yeah. Really? We, yeah. Okay. We, like, we get along so well down there, but, like, I don't know. When we, when we stay down here, it's like, you know. Why is that? I, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Because we all just got each other down yeah, there, huh? Yeah, because sometimes, you know, we get into like a little argument. But mm-hmm. like, after that, we're good. And, um, yeah, we just listen to him because, you know, it's our dad. Right. You want to be respectful to him. Right. In his own house. Do you feel like you are respectful to me? Yeah. At times or all the time? Because uh, we can tell the truth here. I would I would say at times because you know I get I get a little bit mad mm-hmm. um, when it comes to uh, some things like you know schoolwork because I get frustrated mm-hmm. frustrated and stuff and I uh, you know I take it out on other people mm-hmm. and you know I don't I don't want to do that. But, but you do, yeah. yeah I do. At least you're recognizing that, though. Yeah. Which is a sign of growth. So you're growing and you're learning. So let me ask you another question. Do you think that um, it's too much for me to take care of you as a single parent? Um, I would, I would say this because you know, it's. Uh, I feel like it's a lot on you. Mm-hmm. And like dealing with the two of us, you know. No, I feel like it's, uh, I don't want it to be like a love on you, that's why. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm kind of hard on you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Do you ever worry about this household, about us? About just things, you know? Yeah, I, I do worry. Why? Because I don't, like, I don't want this to, um... You know, I don't want it to happen to you, like, you know, stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. That, uh, like, you can't, like, you can't, like, get certain things for us. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I don't, because, like, you know, got some stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to ever worry. I think, you know, at your age... Um, I definitely want you to understand the nature of our household and, you know, have those conversations about um, finances and budgeting because when you become older, and especially when you get a job, you'll understand how to better take care of your money, your finances, and, you know, how to budget, how to save money so you can have things. 
And that's why I try to show you certain things, not everything, because I'm the parent and really the responsibility falls on me to take care of you guys in this household and everything that comes along with it. So I don't want you to worry, but a lot of the things that I try to teach you, Isaiah, is because I want you to um, be groomed in order to understand that there's a better life for you and there's a better way. And so, you know, understanding money, understanding budgeting, understanding um, all of those things and just how to be responsible, the importance of work, you know, as far as me even assigning you chores and doing things and talking about, you know, giving you the opportunity to get a summer job. And how important that is for you, because once you get older, you'll understand, okay, if I work hard, this is the end result, the fruit of hard work, really. So you guys won't be spoiled, because I think and sometimes, in some ways, I have spoiled y'all. Would you agree with that? Do you think that I spoil you? Um, yeah. Oh, see? Look, okay. Oh, we're going to change that. We're going to change that. It's not too late. But I don't want you to ever feel guilty um, or feel like there's a burden that you need to carry, you know, or even step in and try to be like a father figure to your sister. Because I think the most important thing, and I've told you before, and I don't know if you remember me telling you just to be a kid and have fun, right? Yeah. I've told you that before. And that really is, you know, your job and get good grades in school, right? Yeah. Let me ask you another question, and I know... Um, we are going to probably let you go. I don't think, y'all, I can get him on here for a whole hour, but I'm going to read something to you that you wrote me when you were in elementary school. Um, but the other question, yeah, you wrote me something for Mother's Day, and I have it. So, you know, as a mom, I'm going to save all of these things that you do, and I want to um, be able to just look back on it as good memories and say, oh, wow, I remember when Isaiah wrote these things, so I've got to find it. So this is what Isaiah wrote, and I don't know if you remember this, Isaiah. This was way back when you are in elementary school, and you uh, wrote this for Mother's Day. You said, my mom teaches me how to cook and helps me read. We do homework together. She helps me a lot, and I like that she helps me because it helps me learn. She is always here when my dad is gone. Oh, my. Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't know what great this was, but this was like a nice little note. You see that? I think, I think that's, I'm going to say first grade. Yeah. But so you realize that, you know, I was definitely trying to step in um, to help out as much as I could, even though your dad was gone. But then it still affected you, you know, because you realize that your dad wasn't there. Right. Which is not to say that he is not here because you do see him, you know, in the summer and you do get to talk to him on the phone, but this still impacts you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's good for us to talk it out. Yeah. Yeah. So so what I've gathered is that, you know, which um, I'm so glad that you can even talk to me about this and be honest. But um it does impact you, the fact that your dad is not here, and that you have compared yourself to your friends that have two parents in the home. But do you feel like your life is any less than? Like, do you feel like this is not a good life for you, or do you feel like this is a decent life? You know, do you feel like you've lost anything? No, I don't. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. so I feel like, you know, 
it is what it is, and you know, life life goes on, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I I like it, but you know, some things I wish I can change around. But what would you have changed? Like. Y'all can get along a little bit more. Yeah, we. I mean, we fuss sometimes, but for the most part, we do get along. Yeah. I think. Well. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We go go with it. Um, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Well, Isaiah, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you um, saying as much as you did. I'm surprised that you even opened up as much as you did for this podcast and hopefully I can get you back on and we can talk about other things um, you know about education and and talk about whether or not you feel like people treat you a different way as far as your teachers or anybody treats you a different way because you're in a single parent household um, so would you come back on if I asked you uh, maybe <laughs> Well, y'all, y'all heard it from my son, Mr. Isaiah Walker. Oh, my. Um, He is ready to go and ready to hang out with his friends, so I'm not going to hold him any longer. So I just want to tell you thank you so much, Isaiah, for coming on. Thank you so much for spending time with your mom and having an honest conversation. So thank you so much. And for all of you um, that are listening, you know, definitely single moms, if you have young sons, have these conversations with them. I think Isaiah has opened up more to me um, probably during this podcast than I've ever heard from him before. So I appreciate that he's done that and he has flown the coop, y'all. He was ready to go. But um, just to see where his mindset is, you know, um, the best thing I can do for my son as a single mom is just to reassure him and to reassure him um in his maleness, you know, as a young man, reassure him as far as how smart he is. You know, I think he's a genius. And just letting him know, even though our family dynamic is different from what his friends see, um, there's nothing different as far as how we relate to each other. It doesn't mean that he's less than anything um, and he doesn't miss anything. And then I also you know, want to make sure that I can encourage him to talk to his dad and have the same heart conversations that we have. And we've had some offline as well to have those with his dad. So I'm very big proponent on him having conversations and relating to his father because that is the male figure in his life. And then the other thing that I've always done, you know, we talked about the mentors that he's had in um, elementary school, which, oh my goodness, I'm so thankful for the elementary school um to do what they did to be able to get my son not only in counseling, um, they didn't call it counseling, but to also have a um, a male come in, you know, and eat lunch with him and do all of these other things with him because they knew how important a male presence would be in his life. And we've had a church in Greenville where we had someone kind of grab him and mentor him to be an usher. And so I'm very big on that, very big on putting him in sports and even in a school that he is um, in now in high school to talk to his teachers, his male teachers, or even to ask the counselors or the principal about whether there are any male teachers that are willing to take my son under his wing because he is with me the majority of the time for the year. 
and, you know, his dad will call, his dad will come visit, you know, um, but I still want to make sure that he's surrounded by upstanding young men or, or a men that can help shape him. So, you know, I'll talk more about um, some of the other things that I've done as well um, with my son, especially to make sure that he has that. Um, but I wanted to um, just let you guys know that this was, you know, one of the most candid conversations that I've ever had with my son. Um, I was very surprised for him to come on, but grateful that he did. And I think that this is what makes my podcast what it is, because I want to bring people on that can talk about their experiences. And what better way for someone who's actually living the experience of being in a single parent household to kind of share you know, what they're feeling, what they're thinking, and how it is. So until next time, this is a short um, podcast session um, or um, episode this time, but I'm so glad that you guys are here, that you're on. I invite you guys to please share if you know any other single moms that have young sons, um, to share this particular episode, um, to share my podcast, because I did talk to two other gentlemen um, that have already grown um, out of their household, and they kind of recall their experience. But also, not only like and share, but I want you to subscribe as well, because I'm going to bring on some other guests, and we're just going to talk about some other things that might be more real and raw when it comes to this single parenthood journey. So please make sure that you subscribe, please make sure that you like, and please make sure that you share. And then also, if you want to connect with me, of course, on social media, all of my handles are Janine Elizabeth. That is Facebook, that is Twitter, that is Instagram, that is LinkedIn. And of course, lastly, if you are a single parent in need of a community, I do have a virtual community on Facebook called Single Parent Strong. You are more welcome to join We have some amazing things that we are doing in that group. Not only do we encourage each other, but we have some workshops that we will be doing um, actually starting in the month of June and moving on. And I think it's going to be helpful uh, for us to kind of just learn, you know, um, what can make us better, you know, in this particular season that we're in. So, again, thank you all for listening wherever you are in the world, whatever time it is. Thank you again. And until the next time, I will be talking to you later. Bye-bye.